can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics fall to the Phoenix Suns 111-90. Gonna follow today's podcast in a slightly different format, uh, because honestly, nobody really deserved player of the game. So we're gonna go through some of the highs, some of the lows, and we're gonna do a quick pulse check on where the Celtics stand this season. Um, to get things started, we want to go through some of the highs, right? First quarter played solid, solid basketball in the first, uh, I want to say, I know Tatum really led the scoring punch in that first quarter. As a team, we were down 25, 24 after the first Jason Tatum had 12 points. So we had half of our points, and it came to the very first situation where Jason Tatum went to the bench, and I tweeted, I was like, all right, right now Celtics are playing solid basketball, but a lot of it is on Jason Tatum. Who's going to step up now that he's gone? And sure enough, Dennis Schroeder did. And a lot of people have been making these claims to have Dennis Schroeder Start over Marcus Smart uh, when Jalen Brown comes back. And while tonight there's really no argument about who was better, because it was clearly Schroeder, uh, because Marcus Smart had a really bad game, but we'll talk about that. The reason I like Dennis Schroeder coming off the bench is because the Celtics need offense coming off in that second unit. Tonight, when Jason Tatum stepped off the floor, the Celtics took a huge hit. We went a minute or two without a really, really a good possession. Not even just scoring, just a good possession. And Dennis Schroeder was able to light things up a little bit. He hit a nice pull-up mid-range, uh, really right when Tatum subbed out, about a minute in. And this is the reason that he needs to stay in that sixth man role. You know, I'll talk about alternatives and kind of where I think the Celtics should head in the second half of today's podcast. But really, like the highlight of this game was Tatum. And that's it. Like he was the only one that actually scored today. And this is the issue the Celtics have run into. I don't want to give him player of the game because, honestly, he doesn't really deserve it. He shot 10 of 25, which is bad. 1 of 7 from 3, which is terrible. And 3 of 6 from the free throw line, which is, again, also bad. Like, shooting percentage is bad. But he scored 24 points, 12 of which were in the first quarter. So it's just, it you can't give a player of the game to anybody because the Celtics offensively just came out flat and you look up and down. I mean, one of the things that I will say about today, we got a pretty good performance from Romeo Langford, six points, seven rebounds, three of which were offensive, had a couple of nice putbacks. Um, and he had, he did a signature move, right? He gets the ball in the corner, up fakes, drives, floater. And he's making a he's making a living off of that one move. He's making he's getting minutes. He's getting in the game, making things happen. And 
honestly, he's one of the only ones. Grant Williams tonight, one of the only ones that shot well also. You know, continued the shooting streak, two of three from three, two of three from the field, so all of his shots are actually from three. And got in a huge Twitter fight with some guy just talking about how terrible Grant Williams is. Listen, nobody is sitting here telling you Grant Williams is an all-star. Nobody is going to sit there and say that. But the simple, the matter of the fact is, like, Grant Williams is playing well. Grant Williams is playing well. Sure, he's averaging seven points off 21 minutes of the season. People expect more, want more, whatever it may be. I don't really care. Grant Williams does not take shots unless he's open or unless it's just a good shot. If the shot if the shot is open, he's taking it. If it's not, he'll pass the ball along. The guy's taken two to three shots a game. It works. His shooting splits are great. That's that's it. I mean, honestly, this game is it, it's just it's tough. There aren't many positives to take away from this game. There really isn't. Yeah, I'd say the first quarter is about it. Third quarter, offensively, put up a solid quarter. 30 points in the third. I think shots started falling a little bit. Defensively, we started picking it up a bit, which was good. That's about it. Right? Really, the rest of this game was just ugly. Uh, And I want to dive into that. Before I dive into it, though, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Do not leave because the second half is where we dive into the rest of the game and looking forward. And I think looking forward is the more important part here. So we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving away all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, guys. Time for a new favorite sponsor alert. Venture Greens Nutrition. Venture Greens Nutrition is changing the nutrition game forever. They offer one-on-one coaching where they build macro-based diets to get you moving in the right direction. As great as the coaching is, what I love most about Venture Green Nutrition is their line of CBD products. 
They have tinctures, salves, beard care, and gear. And the best part is all Venture Greens Nutrition's products are formulated and manufactured in their own facilities in the United States. Check them out at VentureGreensNutrition.com. Use code CelticsTake15, that's CelticsTake15, for 15% off. You won't regret it. All right, let's dive into some of the negatives of today's game. And I want to get things started off with shooting. And this is the easiest thing to dive into because this is another performance where the Celtics came out flat and could not hit anything. 37% from the field, 15% from three, four of 26. Yes, four, four made three-point attempts today. That is just horrible. The only positive that you can take from that is they knew they weren't shooting it well and they limited the amount of threes that they normally take. That's it. It is just a brutal, brutal game. You look up and down, starting lineup, Tatum, 1 of 7, Horford, 0 for 4, Marcus Smart, 0 for 5, Schroeder, 0 for 2. Just an absolute terrible, terrible three-point shooting performance from them. The only player, the only player on the Celtics team that hit more than one three, Grant Williams. And he shot well. I talked about it earlier. Two of three from three. He is the only person that shot, that's made multiple threes. Plenty of people that shot him. Right? This is just, it's one of those games that we've, and we've talked about it all season long. The Celtics offense at times just cannot put scoring together. And a lot of it falls on the fact that Jalen Brown's not here. But that's not an excuse. Like at this point, scoring 90 points, it's not an excuse that Jalen Brown's not here. Shooting 15% from three isn't because Jalen Brown's not here. The fact of the matter is the Celtics need more offense. Jalen Brown can provide that, but you also need other guys to hit shots. And right now that's just simply not happening. But it's like you see it a hundred times more when a guy like Jalen Brown, who can give you 30 points on any given night, isn't there. So the shooting woes continue. And that's the part that is extremely frustrating because you've seen on this road stretch that it's possible, right? Against the Trailblazers, offense, okay, right? Against the Jazz, the offense was excellent. We just couldn't stop the Jazz. So like you've seen the Celtics put up points. You've seen them play well, but they're they're not doing it on a consistent basis. Honestly, they're shooting poorly more consistently than they're shooting well so that's just the brand of the team they've talked about you know having bad days this has been something that tatum's talked about in press conferences over and over they've talked about having bad days at this point is it considered a bad day is it considered a bad day or is this just the team is this the identity of the team at this point you know, we've seen we've seen a, a pretty solid season so far from Time Lord. But the last this road stretch 
hasn't been good. More so on the defensive end. Offensively, Time Lord is Time Lord, right? Like he's going to jump in the air, catch an alley-oop. One of the best in the league at doing it. Defensively, he's been solid for the majority of this season. The, this road trip, it's been terrible. We saw him get torched against the Lakers. And tonight was just another example. And I don't know if it's because he's being put in, in bad positions where he's guarding people that he shouldn't. And I think a lot of that happened tonight. But is that, I don't know if that's an excuse either. Like, I, I'm at a point with this Celtics team where you watch these games, you see a million things that go wrong, but the Celtics just refuse to make any adjustment to it. Ime Odoka tonight, after, after the way the Celtics have played so far on this road trip, my mind immediately goes to, okay, why not switch things up a bit, right? Why not bring in other guys and see if something clicks? And you saw it tonight, like in game, it just didn't happen. The second quarter was absolutely terrible from an offensive and defensive standpoint. What did the Celtics do in the third? They came out with the same starting lineup. Why? Why? Just, I don't know, mix something up. I don't know if the if the answer is bringing in guys like Neesmith, like Pritchard, earlier, seeing if they can get something going, bring a spark, get up on Chris Paul and try to force him to play a, a full court game. I don't know if that's the answer, but why not try? We don't know if it's the answer because we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it. This is another game. Peyton Pritchard played pretty well in the fourth quarter. He didn't really get much playing time outside of that. Like this is, this is one of my issues with this team. And this is really only my, this is my only criticism with Udoka is rotations. Like, I don't, I don't believe in blaming coaches for everything, blaming coaches for bad performances. He's not the one playing. I get it with rotations. At certain points, you need to play your best guys. I get that. I'm not sitting here saying bench these guys, don't play them at all for an entire game. That, that's, it's stupid. It's idiotic to think that, right? And some people are still wondering why Grant Williams is playing. Guess what? He's the only one hitting shots. Like, it's it's a fact. You can look at all the stats. He is the best three-point shooter on this team so far, statistically. And then there's Jalen Brown, and then there's a giant gap. And that's an issue, right? We came into the season thinking that Neesmith and Pritchard were going to be those three-point threats. Guess what? Haven't seen it. And some of, part of it is due to the fact that they've come in and just missed a bunch of shots. But part of it is also due to the fact that they haven't gotten run. They haven't gotten an opportunity to go out and play basketball. And that's the simple fact of it, right? At the end of the day, these guys need to get in, a, in some sort of rhythm. 
we know what they're capable of because we saw it last season and we saw it during summer ball. We saw it during the preseason. Like both of those guys can hit shots. They haven't been given the opportunity to. And that's where my frustration lies at this point. As far as today's game, there's not much you can talk about from a shooting perspective. The other part of the offense, though, is moving the ball. I think a lot of the offense revolved around ISO tonight. And part of it was due to the fact that nobody was hitting shots, and that's fair. So Tatum and Schroeder, I'll I'll lump both of them in here. Both of them tried to do it on their own. And we've seen time and time again this year, last year, that iso ball does not win basketball games. It can win a stretch, but it does not win basketball games. We've seen Tatum, we've seen Brown go out and just have a 13-0 run themselves. And it's possible. But it's very hard to win a game where your entire offense is iso ball. And we've talked about it all season long. We talked about it all last season. That the Celtics team needs to move the ball. And we have not seen it yet. It get, There comes a point in time where after all of the things that Odoka is bringing up, some of it needs to be implemented. He talks about not whining to the refs. It happens all the time still. He talks about moving the ball. It happens all the time still. He talks about playing with intensity. It doesn't happen all the time still. Right? Like these are these are issues where as a fan at least, you have to take a step back. You argue, you complained that Brad Stevens was too lackadaisical. He would let his players do whatever he wanted. He was too soft is the term that everyone was using. He didn't get on his players. Now you have Adoka, who's on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, calling out his players, and the fans are still complaining that he's too hard on them, that he's not coaching them the right way. There are two different voices saying two different things. At some point, you need to look at the players and ask, is this a coaching error? Is this a coaching mistake? Or is this something that is just in the DNA of these players on the team? Because you'll see in Spurs, like Richardson and Schroeder, I'm not, like, I don't think that they're the issue. They're playing fast-paced. Obviously, we didn't see Richardson tonight because he has COVID. Love that. Just another thing to add to the list of issues. But a lot of this comes from our guys that we had last year, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say that Schroeder doesn't play hard. I'm not going to say Josh Richardson doesn't play hard. But a lot of these guys, that's the way the team has been playing as a whole, as a collective. There comes a point where you can give Udoka crap for putting in bad rotations. But at some point, you need to look inside at the player's And ask yourself, is this the right fit? Is this going to work? Is it possible for it to work? And I'm not 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you I'm accepting that because I I struggle with that. I think that this team, talent-wise, has something. I think they have the talent to compete in the NBA. I think they can compete in the Eastern Conference. But for whatever reason, it's not working. The last season and a half, we're basically a 500 team. I think we might have one or two more wins than we do losses over the last like 100 games. And that's not, it's not fun. It's not fun to watch as a fan. It's certainly, I'm sure it's not fun to play as a player either. Like my, my biggest wish for this Celtics team is to just have a team that I can get behind. Right? Like you look back at those 2018 team with Isaiah Thomas and you just you just kind of cringe thinking about how fun those teams were. Like 2018 I guess was Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, but like you look at those teams and they were just it was a fun team. It was a good team. Years before that, when we had Jay Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford, like those were fun teams to watch. Like, yes, we made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm not even talking about that. Just the brand of basketball was enjoyable. You had guys that looked out for the team. They weren't there to put up points. They weren't there for their stats. They were there for wins. And that's something that I still think the Celtics team is lacking. Because te- like pe- players that are looking for wins look for the best available shot. Whether that's them or it's them dishing to somebody. And right now we have too many people on this team, JB included, although he hasn't been playing, that are there to find their shot. They're very much ISO players. And it starts at the top. It's Jalen Brown, it's Jason Tatum, and it's Dennis Schroeder. The three guys on our team with the highest usage rate are very good ISO players. Very, very good ISO players. But right now, that's what they're doing. And I said I wanted to talk about options that the Celtics could take to switch things up. And I think a lot of it comes down to the simple just switching up the offense. And I think it's more from a personnel perspective. They need to figure out how to pass. But they also, I think they need to get out of the whole my turn, your turn perspective. And the way to do that is moving Dennis Schroeder out of the starting lineup at this point. Like when Jalen Brown comes back, it's going to be an entirely different ball game, right? We're going to have to readjust the offense again. But as far as right now goes, without Jalen Brown, I think the better bet is to start a guy like Romeo, to start a guy like Josh Richardson, which I guess that's probably not happening now that he has COVID. But it's starting guys like that that can spread the floor that will play good defensively, but they're not going to go out and search for their shot. Romeo Lankford's very capable of throwing an up fake, driving in, putting up a floater. He's very, very capable of that. 
Josh Richardson, again, not going to try to create a ton of offense for himself, but is capable of doing so. Like this is something, this is a switch that can be made that I think will help. The other thing is, you'll, I mean, you saw it a little bit tonight. You saw it a lot last game. When the Celtics pressure the ball, things happen. Go figure, right? And I'm talking like going, pulling up full court, running a full court press, not saying a full team, full court press, but sending one guy up to make things just a little bit harder for the team's best guy. Tonight, that was Chris Paul, you know, get up on him. Marcus Smart did tonight, and I think it helped in certain cases. But it's something that you just need to continue to do. Pressure the ball at all points. Get out in transition, run. That, again, has taken a big hit without JB. JB has been one of the best transition players in the NBA the last two years. Or year and a quarter, I guess. Like, he is one of the better transition players. And right now, we're not seeing that. But a lot of a lot of transition in general comes from defense. It's all coming from defense. And right now, guys aren't taking the initiative. Like, we thought the defense was going to be the calling card for this team. And it started off terrible. We went on a great 12-game stretch of really solid, solid defense. Got ourselves in the top 10 as far as defensive efficiency goes. And then this road trip happened. I want to say we're still like at 10, but we should be way higher. In those 12 games, I want to say we were a top three. Like we got into top 10 because our beginning half was terrible. And now we're at a point where The defense has fallen off. The Celtics need to get back to their roots. And it starts on the defensive end. That's where I'm going to wrap things up. There's only so much trash talking I can give to this team here. But there are a lot of issues that need to be fixed, need to be addressed very soon before this team finds themselves in the lottery or in a playing game. That's not where I think they'll land. I think they're going to make a playoff spot. It could be a play-in game. Doesn't matter. I mean, I guess it does matter. You never want to be in a play-in game. But at this rate, that's where we're heading. So something needs to give. Something needs to be adjusted ASAP. That's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Make sure to follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die. Uh, And make sure to share this with friends. Share with friends, family. Make sure to give it a five-star review. Tweet me. Message me if you have questions. Love to talk about it on air. Uh, Have a good night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic. I can't help it, I'm all like a Celtic.